What is this? For the masses. Can I begin? Uh-huh, just a chill kid. I got the cars to the deck you should deal with. I got the flows and nod your head, can you feel it? I put the beans in the bag and I will never spill it. Yes, sir, damn right. I keep it low-key. They must got all time as if they say that they know me. Welcome to the For the Masses podcast. My name is John Barrett, your host. Episode 16, the numbers keep going up and it's stuck. I have one of my former students on again. Her name is Victoria Jade. She's from Yap. She was one of our transfer students or one of our international transfer students. And during this episode, we just talked about her experience here in America, what it was like attending a Catholic university in America versus her Catholic experience back in Yap. Before we get into the episode, let's handle our admin task because we do what we got to do, right? Follow us on all platforms at For The Masses Podcast and on YouTube at JB The Masses. Let's jump into the episode For The Masses Podcast. Vicky, you're the first person to ever use the chat. Really? Actually, a lot. You're probably the second. But you're the first person to use the chat properly. Hold on. So your name is Jade Victoria, but not Vicky. So where did your name Vicky come from? Vicky is short for Victoria. Vicky, Vicky got stuck because my dad liked Vicky, like to call me Vicky when I was little. Mm-hmm. And then he just stuck with me everywhere. So I just go by Vicky now. And then even right. on some of my papers, like my, I know my middle school papers, they don't have records of Vijay Victoria. They only have records of Vicky Jade. Really? Yeah. Oh, which is so really messed up. <laughs> but your name is Jade Victoria. Yes. What's your last name? Lupan. L-U-K-A-N. Vibes. How are you doing? Thanks for jumping on the podcast. I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? Wait, is, are we recording right now? We started. We started. <laughs> we started. Huh. So how are you doing? What you been up to? I've been going to school. So since I left West Virginia, last time we, last time I saw you, it was like 2018. So I moved here in like 2019, January. Oh, where are you at right now? I'm in Hawaii. That's awesome. Where are you going to school at? Uh, University of Hawaii. You love it? Do you love it more than our alma mater, Jesuit? I'd say there's things to love about it. And then there's things to not love about it the same way as West Virginia, too. Yeah. I could say, like, the exact same thing for West Virginia as well. No, I get that. I feel like that's with anything, though. You know? Yeah. Pros and cons. But we gotta we got to start from the beginning. So where were you born at? Where were you raised at? I was born in Yap. It's a small island in the South Pacific in the country of Federated States of Micronesia. That's, that's the country's name. And then that country is in a region called Micronesia. So most people everywhere has heard of Polynesia. Yep. Polynesia is more like mainstream, I guess. But there's there's three regions in the Pacific. There's Polynesia, Micronesia, and Melanesia. I'm from Micronesia. I was born and raised there. How long were you raised there before you came to the States? Before I came to the States? Mm-hmm. I came to the States when I was 18, I think. Because I left Yap when I was 13. I went to boarding school on a, on a different island. What island was that? Chuk. That's the one you always, you say, you always think I'm from. I'm not from Chuk. You're from yeah. Chuk? Yes. And then you, so you went to boarding school there? What was that boarding school? Uh, it's called Saber High School. Saber High School. That's a Jesuit yeah. school, right? Mm-hmm. It is. It was a very good experience, I'd say, boarding school. And then it's very college prep, too. 
sometimes it's a little like less of a school, more like a commandeered ship or something. Yeah. <laughs> like we had to do, we had to fix roads, and then we had to like clean the our sewage system. Like all the students did all of that. So oh my gosh, service yeah. oriented. You service oriented. Yes, they yeah. they believed in that too. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. So scholarship and then service, being being of service to people, right? Yes, that's Jesuit way. So I, I like looking back. Like, how do you feel about all that stuff you had to do, like service wise? Good for you, or like, how do you feel about it? They were all good experience, honestly. Like, I don't have any bad feelings about it. If anything, I wouldn't do it again, but I wouldn't change it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I wouldn't do it. I I wouldn't do it again simply because like. Well, I'd probably do it again because I don't know anything else other than yeah. that. But that's how I feel about it. It's like when you come from an environment where you do service regularly and everyone does service, going to a place that people don't do service as much is kind of like weird for you. Like, well, why don't we all like just help and do this, you know? Yes, like everyone is very communal. Yep. Like everyone's for each other. Like if you have something that that you don't need, but you know that someone needs it, like you share or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like. They had that whole mindset. No, absolutely. And I, I think, uh, like, Jesuit was like that uh, at the university where we went to. I, I think it was very much like that. So when I went to somewhere else and people weren't like that, I was shocked, you know? I didn't know what to do sometimes. You know, it's like pulling teeth, getting help to, like, help for events and stuff like that. I'm like, man, like, wow, right? So you went to Xavier, and then how did you find out about Jesuit in the States in West Virginia? Well, I... I forgot what the whole process was called, but I applied, essentially, I applied to a lot of colleges. Yeah. And then I got accepted into several, but, and my, the one I wanted to to go to was St. Peter's. Okay. Yes, but, and they gave me a bigger scholarship than Jesuit did, but St. Peter's cost more. Okay. So, yeah, so I was able to, I just chose West Virginia because... It was more affordable, honestly. And I just yeah. needed to, like, have a place to go to, honestly. Oh, absolutely. So, you, you said the experience there was, like, pros and cons. But, like, so when you left Jesuit and you went to uh, your next school, did you feel like it was, you missed something since it was, like, I a bigger a school? I small campus. Yeah. Because, honestly, like, when I first started at UH, classes, my classes could either be, like, from one end of the campus to the other, and then... Yeah. I have to walk everywhere, and then if there's like 15 minutes between two of my classes, I have to like walk really fast. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. You know, you get, well, you gotta plan appropriately and make sure you're up in time. You know, that's a that's a plus because it'll help you later on, right? I but, guess that all the classes were like in one building, and even yeah. the, even the two buildings were like connected, like Donahue and Acker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I like that about Jesuit. Well, and. You got to see me on campus regularly. Yeah, you know, right. Exactly. Be, you know, the other thing too, like for everyone listening, you know, Vicky is one of our, our old uh, Micronesian students. And when she first came to West Virginia, I was like a part of like the shuttle team who picked her up and stuff like that. And I was extremely ignorant to what Micronesia was, what kind of culture they have. Talk about the culture of Micronesia and like, don't tell them the questions I asked that make me seem really ignorant. But talk about the culture of being from Micronesia you know, coming here. Okay, well, before we go there, like, I honestly didn't think you were ignorant, JB. Like, I've heard way, way worse comments. But your comment was just, like, so funny because it was something that I would never expect anyone to to ask 
Anyone? <laughs> you can say all right. You can say it, but everyone don't hate me. You can you can say what the comment was. Well, we were in the car and we were like having a whole conversation. It was like an hour and thirty minute drive, and then JB out of nowhere he just went, "Wait, do you guys know what the alphabet is?" And I was like, "What?" Oh and I said, "What?" Because like in my head I'm like, "What kind of question is that?" But then he thought that I didn't. You thought that I didn't know what the alphabet was, so you were like. You know, ABC. <laughs> I started singing the song. I was like, "Yeah, I know what the alphabet is." Well, I should have—I should have just knew. Like, you speak, you're speaking English to me right now, so you're right. talking about alphabet. <laughs> That's the way you're. Right. I'm sorry. It's okay. The culture of Micronesia is there's a lot, honestly. There's five or six countries within the Micronesian region, and then in my country, there's four island states. But in each state, there's two hundred to like. 200 or less islands, and each island has its own culture. Mm-hmm. So that's like a lot of culture in one place. So some cultures, they have similarities. Maybe it's the same people who migrated some mm-hmm. time ago. But for the most part, today, we all speak English in order to understand each other, right? When we're communicating, because we need something in the middle. And English is the go-to. My culture in particular, my culture is... Very um, conservative, I would say. Okay. There's, it's conservative, but it's liberating in some way. But I guess I, I can say that because I grew up in it. Yeah. So I, I'm the one who can understand how liberating it can be to me, you know. So, and I can only say it's conservative because I've been here in America. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so it's funny that you say, hey, this conservative place is more liberating. Because I would think that, like, if you come from a conservative place, when you come to America and it's a little bit more liberal, freer, that yeah. you would think, like, that's liberating. But it's vice versa for you, why? Well, this is very specific to me as, as a woman, though, because, like, there's oh. roles there. Like, okay, so in YAP, right, there's a lot of things that I cannot do as a woman or even as a regular citizen that I would do here in America and no one would care. Okay. But then, at the same time, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't want to do here simply because I'm not comfortable doing it here. But if I go to Yap, I, I can do it there because that's where I, I grew up. Yeah. That's where I know, right? I get that. So, it can be both, honestly. It really depends. I If I was a foreigner, I wouldn't say it's liberating at all. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a lot of, a very, uh, how do you say, intricate structure. To society, protocols you have to follow, how to behave and stuff, you know. So that's that. No, I, I get that, and I know there's a lot of like, like stuff that happens there that are like, like if an American comes here, like, oh my gosh, why is this happening? So isn't there like a festival you have where like people are shirtless? Yes. Yeah, so my culture is known as the most conservative culture because it's the culture that's held onto that little thing, like. All these years, right? Most islands, when you go to, people don't do that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. My, it's it's very specific to my culture, and so. But long ago, everyone used to do it, though. So That's what why. what is it? What's the festival like? What's the, the reasoning behind it? It's called Yap Day. So okay. it's I don't know when it first started, but it's basically like a reenactment day of life in Yap. It's two days of life in Yap way, way before colonialism, right? Okay. So on those two days, 
there's celebration, like dance celebration. Everyone's dressed down, like in their local attires. You get village uh, sets, like how the village is used to to be before, and the type of houses they have. People bring their harvests and stuff. Like it's very colorful. Yeah. And very active too. Like sometimes when I'm there and I have to to go, it sometimes it feels like a a job to prepare for all of that, honestly. But even though that's the day that everyone sort of expects everyone to do all of that, like even if you let's say run into someone on any other day that's not Yak Day and they're dressed down, it would be totally normal. Wow. Yeah, like like no one cares about your upper bodies. They care about the lower part. Like I'm not allowed to wear shorts, right? But I can but I can go shirtless. Wow, that's so that's so like that's so well for for like obviously for me I'm American, right? So obviously it's like we don't do any of that. Yeah, it's it's very very, extremely inverted, right? So because I can take my shirt off, but like probably should wear pants. (laughs) Well, because in my culture, like the the breast area, right? Mm -hmm. It's not really tied to your gender or to your person. Okay. It's treated as like, you know, it's a sanctuary. It's, it's where your babies uh, grow from. That's where you feed your babies. And it's always been regarded that way. So no one really cares about uh, that stuff. Okay. But they do expect you to wear grass skirts, long skirts, you know, have your legs covered and stuff like that. That's crazy. And so from the conservative standpoint, uh, are, are there strong like Catholic roots in your country? Xavier, obviously, the Catholic prep school, mm-hmm. right? On my island, there's more Catholic than Protestant. On other island, I've noticed that there's more Protestants than Catholics. Okay. But, yes, I wouldn't say it's it's super, super strong, but it's it's very prevalent. Like, you see it everywhere, but it's not the only religion that's out there. Okay. There's a lot more, yeah. So, the, the, like, like, your clergy, your, your, um, your government, do they have strong, like, ties to the church? No, our government has strong ties to the culture instead. So we have, so you know how like each government has three branches, the judicial system, the legislative system, and the executive system, right? Yes, education, yeah. So we have a fourth branch called the Council of Tulum. And the fourth branch is for the council, it's Council of Tulum means Council of Chiefs. And that's where all the village chiefs work at. They work with the government. And the reason being, when we first established our own government, the first governor, there was this whole thing about, like, how much do we want to go with the tides of change and stuff? You know, we they wanted to hold on to, to what made Yap Yap, to what mm-hmm. made their culture, to the important parts of their culture. And so they had to get everyone involved, that be the people and the chiefs are representatives of each people. And that's why, so instead of the government being closely in tied with the church, I don't think they have any ties at all. I think they have more ties with, with the people, with the cultural people, cultural aspect of society, I guess. That's awesome. That's so crazy. Because I feel like here we got one or the other, but either like strong church ties or like none, you know, uh, separate church and state, you know, and then you guys have your culture. That's awesome. Well, it's, it's I guess it's a, it's a little different because... For one, like America, America and yeah, two different histories. That's true. Right? So our systems today, like the American system today, is very reflective of its history. And it's the same way with Yap too. Like our governments are everything is also very reflective of our history, our past. 
I get that. And that, and that makes sense. Like, you have a history. You know, America's like a melting pot of a whole bunch of immigrants, you know, come here forcefully or, un, like, not forcefully, you know? So, what's the biggest thing you noticed about Americans as soon as you came here? Like, pro, okay, let's do one pro and then one con about, like, coming here to, and meeting Americans, the people and the place. Be candid. <laughs> be candid. Be very candid. Well, the, well uh, let's, start, let's start easy. Okay. One thing that, the one of the very first thing that I noticed, I was like, why is she doing that? People holding doors for others. Uh, I don't get that. Like, I, I would, like, sometimes I'd be walking by someone and I'd be, like, so far away and they would still stop and hold the door for me. And, you know, I'm appreciative because, like, okay, you're holding the door for me, but, like, I'm still so far. Now you're going to make me run there because I don't want you to just stand there and wait, you know? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a little weird. I didn't think it was bad or, or good in particular. I thought it was thoughtful, but it was weird. Like, come on, let me open my own door. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So people don't do that, yeah? No, like, unless they're, like, directly behind you and you see them, like, carrying a lot of stuff and you obviously know they can't open their door, then, okay, like, you can open their door or you can open the door for them. You can hold the door for them. But you don't really go to the to that extent. Wow. You just hold the door for someone who obviously can open their own door for them. That's so interesting. <laughs> That's so interesting. All right, what else? What, what, what's some other, what's some pros? What's some pros that you like uh, to Pick an area. Pick an area. There's so much, but I can't grasp anything right now in my head. That's okay. So, like, let's talk about people. What's some, like, pros you noticed about the people? Like, did you think we were, like, ungrateful? Like, did you think we were, like, super grateful? Like, did we take advantage of the, of the you know, extravagant things here or what? No, I didn't think you, like, a lot of, most of the people that I met were actually really, really cool people. They're good, they're decent people. And, like, I wouldn't say that, that they could go and, like, live in Yap. <laughs> yeah. because like you didn't grow up in where I grew up right we had different upbringings so I can't really like hold anything against you because you had a different upbringing from mine yeah but one thing that I did notice is people would ask me how I am right and mm-hmm. then they wouldn't really expect me to answer they just say how are you and then that's it like it's just a statement yeah it's a, it's a fast-paced society Yes. People are like, how are you? And they're like, they don't really care. It's just like how they greet people. Yeah, it's just like a reel, I guess. It's the script. So sometimes when, and then the thing is, there's people like that. Most people are like that. And then there's people who, when they ask you how you are, they ask, they actually are asking how you are. Um, intentionally. <laughs> and yeah, and then I don't answer. And then they're just waiting. I'm like, oh, so they actually want me to. Yeah. yeah. So what I can say about that is like, there's definitely. Different, like America is big, you know. There's many different kinds of people you can find out there. Yeah. There's good people, there's bad people, obviously, and then some of them you'll like, some of them you won't like. That's that's just the way it is, I guess. It's everywhere. No, I I get that. So what about like how we do things and how we eat? I want to know about how we eat. You eat the same way we do, though. Yeah, we don't do it like I. I feel like I feel like we're very like extreme. So either you're like on this like. This diet over here, or you just like now on the diet, and you're like over here. I don't think there's ever an in between with us. Well, the thing is, I'm from an island, right? So we only have like set staples of food, like fish, taro, rice. Rice yep. is important. We don't even grow rice. Most of our imported stuff is like canned meat or like frozen food and stuff like that. Like we don't, you don't see the same stuff in our grocery store. 
that you see in your grocery store. Yeah. So obviously our dishes are, are different. What we eat are different. Our diets are different. But it's not like so different that it shocked me or not. No, like it's just food. Yeah. I get that. Well, I know I know a lot of people like so like my my people might have a, a Chinese friend and mm-hmm. he would, he would just bring me all these different foods back and well when he described his diet it was like rice like like hella rice you know and then like for me until recently I was like man I don't know when the last time I had rice besides mm-hmm. in my Chipotle mm-hmm. you know I love Chipotle well yeah so like stuff like that you know um, right, a lot so of fast food a lot of fast food so that makes sense like. Rice is, is a huge thing in Yap. Like, you eat rice everything and every meal. And it's just plain rice because the idea of rice in Yap is that it's a balance for food, right? You, you mm-hmm. spice up your meat or whatever you want, your fish or whatever you want to cook, and then you put a lot of spice in it. And then you, you just take plain rice, and then you eat it with that. No, I get that. So the food, like, okay, not that much different, right? So what was your, what, like, so were, are you Catholic yourself or are you Protestant? Yes. I was raised Catholic. You was raised Catholic, like confirmed mm-hmm. and everything like that? Mm-hmm. I was, I'm, I was confirmed, confirmed, I was baptized, I received communion when I go to church and stuff. So when you came here, was it easier to just like, just like go into the Catholic church and like everything was like regular or was it different when you got here? Different how? Like, what, like was it like, like different in like the, the quality of people you met in the Catholic church here? Like were people practicing the same? You know, did, did you see the same type of, like, problems that people had? Like, were, like, were there any differences to you? I would say the differences, it was definitely different, obviously. But I would say the difference that I did see was mainly due because, like, it was obviously two different groups of people. You know, like, when I was in Yap, and I go to church, and, like, they had the whole... What is it called again? The part where the priest like reads the gospel and then he goes on like this reflection conversation style. <laughs> you don't know? God damn. Okay. So we can look it up. No, it's okay. <laughs> well there was a there's a part where the priest does that and in Yap sometimes I listen and it's more relatable to the people there. Mm-hmm. The priest wouldn't be able to do one like that out here though. And then, like, when I went to church in at West Virginia, when it came to that part, it's, like, my favorite part of Mass, honestly. Yeah. And I was waiting for that. And I feel like most of the stuff that I listened to from the priests in America were more, it was very, very Bible-based, I guess. There was, yeah. like, I feel like the ones that I listened to before made it so simple that it was very relatable. Like, they'd use real-life situations to... And they'd be very candid about it to the priest that I knew before to to explain how these things are or like, oh, so in a situation like this and then this happened and then, you know. And then it'd be situations that actually happens in real life. When I went to church in WV, it was more like, it was more uh, general. Yeah, it was more general. Okay. Yeah. Man, so how do you feel about that though? Do you feel like it, it should be more relatable, like to help you with your day-to-day or like, how do you feel about that? Was it a negative thing, or was it like it is what it is? It is what it is. Like, like it's general, but the message is there. So if you're listening, then obviously you're the one who has to do the thinking. You know. That's true. No, I, I agree. I I really think you know I like messages when it is more relatable. You know, when it, it can't help you, man. This was this was like my past week. This was so like 
like beneficial. I'm so glad I came. I'm, I'm definitely coming back next week, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm saying like it should be, always be that type of relationship, but I think it helps, you know? Yeah. So, Jay, I want to ask you a question. So, obviously, this podcast is a lot about like faith, leadership, self-development, growth, finance, all these different things, right? So, you coming from a different country, coming here in America, I think pays huge dividends in a sense of like your perspective. So, a lot of people are just like, you know, want to do better and they want to appreciate the things they do have here, right? So what's one thing you can tell people listening that you think will benefit them? Like since, you know, they haven't, they haven't had the opportunity to go see a different country. You know, what's, what's, what's one thing you can give them? I'd say it's very possible to be happy in the process of working hard for something, you know, and I think people oftentimes forget that, especially in a fast paced country like this, like, you think you're working hard for happiness. And then if you work hard and you achieve whatever you want to achieve, then you'll be happy. But it's very possible to be happy in the process, you know, and there's many things to be happy about. You just have to stop every once in a while and like, you know, pay attention to what's around you and find little things to be glad about. It could all be worse, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Vicky, I appreciate you jumping on a podcast. I know I had to Whole, whole teeth to get you on here, A, and then B, me not knowing Micronee or Hawaii time was like not helping. But I appreciate you jumping on. Thank you for having me on. Amazing, right? What perspective did Victoria have? How was it like coming from Yap, coming to America? What was the Catholic experience like? And it's just so much insight and so much perspective that we got from it. And I'm super grateful that she got to share her story for the Florida Master community. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening for the Master's Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to my mother, Alfredo Bullock. She ran her race with elegance and pride. I love you forever and forever.